Welcome back to um, day two of chapter 12 in Hebrews. And we kind of finished things up with a little teaser uh, yesterday because we were laughing when Rosemary was talking about discipline because today we're talking about discipline. <laughs> right. So Yay. it maybe wasn't as funny to everybody else as it is for us, but we, <laughs> we think we're funny. And so we assume that you think we're funny, too. So anyway, yes, we're enjoying it. We're, yeah, we hope you are too. That's fine. Yeah. If not, turn us off. That's all right. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> leave us alone. We're running our race. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to be in verses five through thirteen today. Um, so Terry, do you want to? Do you want to bring some discipline to this group? And this? <laughs> yes, now settle down. Yes. Wait, wait. Before we settle down, just get a picture of the four of us running a race, kind of together. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> can I run like Phoebe? I know. Yes. <laughs> I know. Like you're running away from Satan, the neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. All right, girls. In your spandex. There we go. Yes. Your spiritual spandex. We need to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, because this girl doesn't put spandex on. I can tell you that. <clears throat> All right, let's get back to this. All right. Um, and have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Okay, can I just start out by saying, like, I feel like that's a really weird transition. We go and talk about discipline, and then we're like, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, which I totally understand is, like, some of the physical discipline that you have to have internally to go along. But I just feel like we're ta- we've been talking about, like, um discipline outside discipline and then it's like a really quick shift to the internal discipline Mm -hmm. which i always feel like is kind of like whoa 
little bit of whiplash. A little bit, but you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do have to kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he does go back and forth between the physical and then the spiritual. And that's really using a lot of metaphors and um, analogies. Um, so you're right. I think both need to get included. And we were really focused on the race um, yesterday. And now it's like, well, now internally, what are we going to do? How, one piece to me, how they connect too, is how are you going to run that race? Discipline. Discipline is going to help you run that race. Not say, the dog named Satan. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> although that might help a little bit. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah. you want strong, you know, strong arms and strong knees. And you want to create a level path. When I look at that level path, part of it to me was, um, why make things harder on yourself? Why put things in your path that are going to be a problem for you to run around and try to dance with or try to figure out? Get yourself a level path so that it's it's straight, it's focused, clear. I mean, that made a lot of sense there. Yeah, I like that. Some of that ties back into the being proactive instead of reactive too. Because if right. you, you know, if you're training here, you're strengthening your feeble arms which <laughs> I love that. I, when I, when I read that, I, I uh, see like a cartoon, you know, like with the one, like olive oil arm and then like Popeye's <laughs> yes. one the spinach arm. Like that's yeah. what I imagine. It's like strengthening those arms and strengthening those knees and making that path level. Like that's proactive work. You got to work ahead of time to prepare things. This is not yeah. something where we are just sitting around and like, uh, I'm just going to run when I get to it, like I'm inclined to do, <laughs> whereas my husband's like, let's go. Um, so that's, I think it all kind of ties in together. It, it was interesting. And I, um, I remember real earlier study, much earlier study, where that, that term, make the road level, is so the king would come to visit your town. If your road wasn't level, they would just move on to the next place. And so if you wanted a king or a noble or some someone like that to visit your town, um, you would make your path straight and level so that the carriages and all that stuff could easily come across. King doesn't have time for potholes. Apparently not. <laughs> right. Don't come to Michigan. It won't work. Correct. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pulling out of a gas station yesterday, and seriously, there was a pothole about four feet wide. And so I was trying to straddle that and pull out onto Woodward Mm -hmm. and stay in that far lane. And it it took everything I had. And I know the lady, the lady coming down the other lane honked at me. I know she was worried I was going to come out in her lane, but yeah, I mean, if you see a pothole, if you see a spiritual pothole too, Mm, look at you, you need to do everything in your power to avoid that. Yeah, um, because it can lead to a breakdown, mm-hmm. and I don't want a spiritual breakdown, and I don't want to break the axle on my car either. Yeah, that's so, true. I thought yeah, about I um, like walking trails when you're camping. We go to Ludington quite often, and um, there are trails that have a boardwalk, and there are trails that do not. And this, I, it's kind of like. I would be more likely to choose the path to the boardwalk just because it's easier to walk on. It won't trip you up. But I'm thinking about those some of those paths that we take and 
I think the biggest danger, number one, they're not flat. That is for sure. And the second thing mostly is those roots. Mm -hmm. You can't always be looking down at your feet when you're walking on a path like that. You have to look ahead. You have to kind of keep your head up. And it's guaranteed you're going to trip over one of those roots. Hopefully you don't go down, but it's, you know, I just think of the path as fraught with danger, many roots and and rocks and stuff like that. And it's going uphill and then you're going downhill, which is so hard. You know, it takes all of your strength to get up them. And then it takes the opposite muscle to come down and you are working hard. Nothing wrong with working hard, but I'm going to choose the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can choose the boardwalk of faith as well. So what kind of things would we be looking to avoid in the natural, in our walk with God? So we can, we can do an analogy, and, and that I think that helps us paint a picture. But what are those rocks and roots that we might encounter that could trip us up Um, or those hills and valleys that could wear us out. Um, Do we, do we recognize what those things are and do our best to mitigate or avoid those circumstances? Um, Are they maybe friendships with people that maybe aren't so good for us? Um, Are they, family members that create strife? How do we navigate those things to keep our path level? Um, Any ideas? I think one of the things is obviously being in the word and hearing these encouraging words and hearing the, don't forget, fix your eyes on Jesus. Keep thinking about him. Think about the word. Keep in prayer so that you are aware of these things when they pop up. And then you can be proactive Mm -hmm. instead of reactive. I know that's one of my biggest things. I'm a reactor. I always have been. And it's so hard not to be because that's not what I do. (laughs) I react first. So, uh, and that's a big, for me, that's a big uh, route. I trip over that one and I... You know, I've told my kids, I'm a reactor. You know that I'm a reactor. So if you tell me something that's going to upset me or may upset me, it will upset me. And I will react to that. Give me time to digest it and think about it. And then I can come back and give a response instead. But <clears throat> that I, that trips me up. And then one of the other um, big roots is unforgiveness in my life. I have a tough time with that. And um, I am on a journey about that. The Lord told me maybe a month, a month and a half ago that the, he said, the key to your happiness is forgiveness. And I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) right. But it's, you know, so you think about, okay, who am I holding unforgiveness against? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's more than I thought. So, 
But even like you've walked with the Lord a long time, Terry, most of your life, right? Since I was in my early 20s. So, yeah. So, so it's it, there's always, I think there's always something, you know, God is always at work in us, um, weeding out um, those things that hinder us and that slow down our race. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's good for us to know that we all we all have those things. Um, and it doesn't disqualify you from your race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some other What are some other roots in the real world? I think habit, just mm-hmm. mindless habit that we just do all the time that aren't proactive and productive. Um, yeah, I've been trying to be a little better with my time, be a little more organized with my time. And the Lord has really shown me just how much I kind of spend doing nothing productive. Um, And it's been kind of shocking to me because I think of myself as a pretty organized, efficient kind of person, but I am not in the morning at all. (laughs) So I'm trying to, you know, get that figured out. That's, that's so interesting because I think one of my big roots is productivity. That is, oh. that is um, something that I really struggle with. Like if I'm not accomplishing something, if I'm not doing something, if I am not, um, if I'm not working towards something, if I don't have the to-do list that I'm checking off, then I feel like it's not worth, like it's not it's not, not good enough, enough. like yeah. it's not whatever it is. So for me, taking the time to not be productive and recognizing that rest in and of itself is a productive thing, mm-hmm. um, that's one of my big roots is just to be so busy doing the things that I forget who I'm doing them for. And are they really something that I need to be doing or am I stepping on somebody else's? Am I stepping into somebody else's race? Or am I still staying in my own? Yeah. See how different all of us have mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's really about having a balance. If we're out of balance, like trying to find areas where we're not in balance. It, it was interesting what you both have said. It, it, this difference between having true rest And then being proactively running the race, go get it. Um, Just trying to create that balance. And I think what happens with, I will speak for myself, is I have this mindless time. And I'm not connected. And I'm not aware. And that's not real rest. That's not true rest. Mm -hmm. Boy, I think that's common in our society, too. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. We just turn something on that makes noise, the radio in the car or the television in the house, and we just kind of zone out. Or we get on our phone and we're, you know, looking through stuff, shopping online. It can be all kinds of different things. Playing Scrabble. That's mine. Really? (laughs) Yes. And there's nothing wrong with playing a little Scrabble, certainly. It's good for your brain. It's good for my brain. That's what I tell myself. But it is kind of a mindless thing that I do in a way um, to zone out. 
you know, and I don't want to think about work or I don't want to think about something else that might be going on. Um, and so the Lord has been reminding me lately that <clears throat> Scrabble's fine as long as it's not taking the place of my time with him and my time in the word, that I don't turn right. to that. And that's a silly little analogy, but that I don't turn to that to zone out rather than turning to him to focus in, to fix my eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I like to think that I have an awareness of Jesus all day, every day. I, I really try to practice his presence like that. Um, but I still, I still struggle a little bit with that, just wanting to kind of zone out every now and then. I put a rubber band on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and that keeps me from, it's really hard to scroll with a rubber band on your phone. <laughs> and it That's kinda, a great... I have to intentionally be going after something. Yeah. Yeah, to get it. Yes. And I'm like, okay. It's, so it's that's an act of discipline, right? Because yeah. you know what you, you see, what your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. You're being proactive in putting that rubber band on there and knowing that that is going to help you be more disciplined to not mindlessly scroll. Right. Right. Yeah. So there are lots of things that we can do both like, like we're talking about here in this passage is both knowing that we have the physical discipline, but also the spiritual discipline that goes along with it. The emotion, emotion, the emotional, the <laughs> emotional <laughs> and mental discipline also. So they all tie in together. Wait, or emotional discipline. Motion, like <laughs> moving, <laughs> move and engage what you're dealing with. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Is emotional a, uh, I don't know. Word. I don't, well, it is now. It's a great new okay, one now. Okay, great. I was trying to save you there, Suzanne, yeah, but no. I, I no, I'm, I'm willing Isn't to. Isn't there open. a song about yeah. that? Emotional baby. <laughs> no, not that no, I know of, but sing it for us. There is now. Sing it for us, Angie. Could you sing more of it? Maybe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I won't subject you to that. Well, listen, somebody yes. sat behind me in church yesterday. She had the most beautiful voice, and I could actually felt like I could sing because she drowned me out. It was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. I just tucked up in underneath her and, oh. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. You know I can't carry a tune, you guys. My, it's a joyful noise. I am a yes. joyful noise person. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who can't carry it, another friend who can't. And I was, I can sing on, you know, yeah. I can sing. I can you carry can a tune. Yeah. And I went, why am I trying? <laughs> I just... <laughs> And I started singing things like uh, Motown, making sure I didn't hit any any of the route. And it was so stress relieving. It was great. I felt really good about it. <laughs> it's interesting. The problem is my my kid was a teenager. And he goes, and I actually was singing. And he goes, Mom, you, you have a good voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I've been oh. singing Mary Had a Little Lamb a little bit off. <laughs> <laughs> all these years he was surprised so oh, anyway awesome but it takes discipline for people to get voices sometimes and I just yes yeah. do that yeah. yeah well Rosemary do you want to close us out today yeah thank okay. you Lord we just come before you God so grateful so grateful for who you are um so grateful for your word 
and what you've given us. And you are showing us the way to run that race, Lord, through your discipline, Lord, through, and it isn't just the discipline that we put on ourselves. It's the discipline that comes from listening to you, God, from being connected to you, Lord, from being in your word and being in community. God, you, discipline is a way of you showing us how you want to help us run the race. It's your way of coaching us, God. And so we just praise you, God. We thank you that you are connected to us, Lord, that you care deeply about us, that you care about how we are running this race, Lord, and that you care how we develop and mature. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you for everyone listening today, God. We thank you um, for this beautiful day. We have sunshine. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs>